I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, family? It's a Friday show. So glad to have you. Yes, you, if it's your first time tuning in. It's very simple. You got to have fun. You got to turn your volume up, put your remotes down, and stay for a while. I'm Emmanuel Lacho. This is Speak. That is Slick. Rick DeBuker, NBA insider, been covering the league for nearly 30 years now, if not more than 30 years. He knows all things about all things. Hey, Slick, I want to age you, Slick. Oh, yeah. Too late. Too late for that. Hey, Slick, what's the fine line between aging and credentials? Aging and credentials. I don't know, Slick. I don't know. Yeah, well, you've been He's been covering the league for a while, okay? To his right, the brilliant Joy Taylor, and she be talking. And to my right, Eagle, all-time Russian leader, LaShawn Chatham. Of course, Shay, where you get that? Uh, where you get that up? I stay fly, you know what I'm saying? I can't tell you where I get my stuff in my closet. But you my man, you know what I'm saying? You my man. This ain't thing. You, you tell me. That's right. I will jock it. Okay, we got to get y'all to the breaking news in the NFL today. It literally just happened a bit over an hour ago. The Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungabailoa. Remember, he's a first-round pick. So the question was, would they pick up his fifth-year option? This decision is incredibly pivotal because if they don't pick up the option, it sends a message that resounds throughout the locker room. Well, they picked it up. $23 million is what it costs the Dolphins to not only retain Tua this coming year, that would be year four, but more importantly, the following year, that would be year five. Remember, Tua missed five games last season due to a concussion. This was a huge message the Dolphins are sending by picking up the fifth-year option. What it means, number one, dismiss all the Lamar Jackson nonsense. The Dolphins ain't in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Dismiss the Aaron Rodgers nonsense. The Dolphins are not in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. But more importantly, it sends a message not only to Tua but the entirety of the Miami Dolphins that, hey, we have our guy for the next couple years. We got our guy. We believe that he will return healthy. If we didn't believe he would return healthy, you wouldn't pick up the option, not for 2023, but for 2024. So we believe that Tua will return healthy. And also, when Tua's healthy, he balls. He led the NFL in passer rating. Make no mistake about just how efficient Tua Tungabailoa is. Also, remember, the Dolphins started at 7-3. and three. The Dolphins beat the Ravens. The Dolphins beat the Bills. The Dolphins played some really, really good football this season. So when Tua is healthy and Tua is out there on the football field, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the entirety of the National Football League. So by picking up the fifth-year option, you calm all the noise and the chaos that exists in so many other franchises. You say you have your guy, and you send a message, not just to the locker room, but a message that really resounds throughout the entirety of the National Football League on where the Dolphins stand with Tua, and they stand in the right place. But, Joy, you are the resident Miami Dolphins fan. You lived in Miami for a while. I won't age you. I've already made that mistake. <laughs> you lived in Miami for a while. You have a harder <laughs> time with Joy than you do with <laughs> Uh, Joy, what does the Dolphins picking up Tua's fifth-year option? What's that breaking news mean? I love it. Commit to Tua. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers. You mentioned Lamar Jackson. How many other guys? We were talking about it before we came on. Mm -hmm. How many other guys have been linked to this position since Tua's been there? Send a message to Tua as the guy. Stop having us in this conversation about sweepstakes for this and this person and this trade for this. And Is Tua going to come back? First of all, you answered the question of if he's going to come back healthy, as you just mentioned. Obviously, the Dolphins feel like he is healthy enough to be the starter again next year. They're having very serious conversations with his doctors throughout the postseason, uh, offseason. So they had their answer there. But also, this is smart money-wise. 
We don't know if Tua is the long-term future for the Dolphins. I think even the biggest Tua advocates this year had questions about that. Mm. But if he comes back healthy, if he's available, they win games. He's a winner. He's an efficient passer. He's a clearly a leader. And now he can be comfortably the face of the organization. It's also really smart. This is what the Giants didn't do. Daniel Jones played well enough for a big contract, and now they kind of had to give it to him. If you have to franchise tag Tua next year instead of picking up his op- option, it will be around $43 million. Yeah, that 23.2 sounds a lot better than 43, especially if you're not sure what you're going to do with him. So long-term, this makes sense. In the next few years, knowing what the money is going to be to build around him, and you're securing Tua's spot as the franchise quarterback. 2-5, talk to me, man. What does this news mean, not just for Tua, for the Dolphins, for the league, all of it? Yeah, it, it means a lot, man, for the Dolphins, right? They're, they constantly show that they, they want Tua as their guy, as a quarterback. You make a move like this, give him his fifth-year option, you don't have to worry about, like, oh, is he, is he part of the, the plans for the future? And you have enough time. I think this is a great thing because for the team and Tua, if Tua gets $23 million, right? And then for the team, it's super expensive for the quarterbacks. Yep. $23 million is nothing for real. And I think that now you get a, a more time to really develop Tua. Like, I think Tua's a hell of a player, but he's been injured. I mean, if you look at his track record, you know, he's missed, what, five games due to concussion, right, last year? And then the year before that, he missed, what, four or five games for a rib and a finger issue. So I, I think you have that period of time where, okay, let's give him a, a trial run, right? We know he can play well, but can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, I think he'll get a bigger contract, you know, eventually. But if he can't, you have him there with the 20, $23 million, and if he can't do it, he might not be for the future. Shady, take me into the player's perspective, because what so many at home don't realize, Daniel Jones, first-round pick, yeah. he had to go into this year knowing it's his contract year. Right. Now, that's great maybe for linebackers, for edge rushers, maybe even for running backs, that extra bit of motivation. You saw running back for the Raiders, uh, remind me his name. Josh Jacobs. Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Yep, Jacobs. Running back for the Raiders. He balled this year, his contract year. 1,600 yards rushing, he going to get paid. But for a quarterback, it's probably a little bit more sensitive having to go into the last year knowing it's a contract year. Speak specifically for the player of Tua. How much does this mean knowing, okay, I can exhale. This next year's not my contract year. They believe in me. Yeah. I can breathe. Well, Talk about that. I think it's a sense of, like, um, insurance, right? Like, okay, this team wants me. I, I, I have time here. Where when you're on that bubble, you talk about, like, going to free agency. It's like, yo. If I don't ball out, they might get rid of me. I might have to relocate. You know, your kids might go to school somewhere. Like, you start thinking of everything where now when they pick up that fifth-year option, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be here. I'm with my team. I have some guarantee here. And, and, I, and, and like, it eases your mind at night. But on the flip side, I got to be honest, man. Like, I, I know some players who on that bubble, when, when they're, they're, they have one more year left in the contract and they got to ball out to get a new deal, I do like Deshaun Jackson was great at it. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, another one great at it. Like, okay, the money's coming back. I'm betting on myself. They ball out, they hit the market, they get paid, paid, paid. So it works both ways. I think a guy like Tua, though, who, and and, and I love Tua, but I I think he lacks confidence sometimes. Mm. And you've seen that with the previous teams. You know, the head coaches, they they didn't want to just automatically say, yo, Tua's our guy, and he was up and down. Where you got a, a, like, Daniel, a coach like him, who comes in there and gives you the keys. Look, I want to go as far as you take as your team. And and you can see the difference on the way Tua played when he knew that the coach was behind him. Yeah, it means that Tua has convinced them to change the message. Because to Joy's point, like a year ago, we were talking about who are they going to get to replace Tua. Tua was not the answer. And I don't know that they're convinced that he is the answer now, but he showed them enough that they're willing to find out or give him another year. And I believe it also doubles down on the perspective of Mike McDaniel 
being a player's coach and the yes, message that it sends to every other NFL player in the league. Because it's not just that Tua has been injured. It's that Tua got concussed. Mm-hmm. And Tua got concussed out there trying to ball and carry this team. Right. And if I'm another NFL player and I see the Miami Dolphins going, you know what? We're, we're a little bit party to the fact that there's questions about your future as an NFL player. Let us give you another year to find your way back. I think that sends a very meaningful message to every other player in the NFL in a league where we generally look at it and go, hey, they don't care. If you can play, you're their boy. And if you can't, then we're going to move on and and go with someone else. So in a lot of ways, I think this does – I think Tua earned it. I think it makes financial sense. But I also like the way it, the, I, the light that it puts the Miami Dolphins in, in that they're going to take care of him as much as they can, considering their part and why he is questionable moving forward. And don't get it twisted. The fifth-year option really is a cheat code for NFL franchises that benefits them. Yep. Oh, yeah, The 2011 CBA was the CBA where now all of a sudden, first-round picks, they had a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. Why that fifth-year option? It's something that Joy mentioned earlier. When you have that fifth-year option, rather than having to pay a quarterback after four years, now you can buy time. Yeah. $23 million is dirt for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Imagine what Daniel Jones is going to be making in the 2024 season. Daniel Jones in the 2024 season is going to be making roughly $40 million. You could say 41, given the fact that he has, I believe, 81 or $82 million guaranteed. Meanwhile, Tua is going to be making $23 million. Imagine what Kyler Murray is going to be making in that 2024 season. Meanwhile, Tua is going to be making just $23 million. Dolphins, in my mind, it is brilliant to pick it up if you assume Tua will be healthy. Joy, I don't think you've missed one of Tua's games since he's entered the league. You watch the Dolphins every single Sunday. You watch them closely. Do you like the Dolphins picking up that fifth-year option? Yeah, I do. I think from the business side of it, it makes sense, as you just mentioned. We all just watched what happened with the Giants. And the, it was right for the Giants not to pick up the option. We didn't know what Daniel Jones was. Brian Dable has transformed his career and his you know, generational wealth in that way. But the Dolphins saw that they don't want to be in that situation. Now, I think Tua is much better than Daniel Jones, and he's shown to have a much higher ceiling, so it would make sense to do that anyway. But it also puts you in a better financial position. It gives you more time to negotiate with Tua. And let's be honest, we need to see if Tua's going to stay healthy this season. If Tua has another season where he misses multiple games, there's going to be real questions about whether he can be the franchise guy moving forward. So this gives Tua a, a solid base, a, a, a financial base, and it gives the Dolphins a space to evaluate and have a, a real just – it gives the Dolphins stability. But, that, that, to me, is what it feels like because the Dolphins never really have an answer. There's always questions about who they're bringing in. Is Tua going to be the guy? This just gives you stability. Let's build on what we were doing last year. Let's stay healthy and see how far we can go with it. You know the business of the NFL. You've been watching it long enough. You've covered it long enough. Shady hit the no- nail on the head earlier. Tua, the biggest question around him is not his talent. The biggest question around him is his health. Go back to his last year at Alabama. He dislocated his hip. We did not know if he would play football again and to what degree he would play football again. Then go back to his rookie year with the Dolphins. He was still coming off that injury. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was Tua. Then his second year with the Dolphins, if I am not mistaken, I was not covering them as closely at the time. I believe it was Jacoby Brissett. Tua, Tua rib, uh, Tua hand. Then this last year with the Dolphins, Tua concussion. Do you think, though, Joy, that given Tua's injury history, 
was a little, it may be fiscally irresponsible to tether yourself to a quarterback for an additional year if you don't know if that quarterback can make it through an additional season. Well, this isn't going to kick in until the year after next anyway. Correct. So this year he's making 9.5, it'll be 9.6 million against the, the cap hit, if I'm not mistaken. You already said it, 23 million is not, is not a lot of money. Considering that the, the franchise tag would be 43 million, mm. That's a deal. Wow. If you need to move off of Tua, if, it, if it's a disaster this season, which I don't think it will be, and I don't think the Dolphins think it will be, but let's just say he's not healthy another year and you're like, okay, we can't keep doing this. It's $23 million. You could sign a whole additional quarterback with that rate. Like, that's, that's nothing compared to what you're paying top 10, top 15 guys in the market right now. So it's not really fiscally irresponsible. We've already seen that there is no, there's really no deal that can't be moved anyway. Mm -hmm. Anyone can be traded. Anything can be moved around. They can make the money work if they want to make it work. But this is either way, they could bring in somebody else, a veteran, if they wanted to and still be able to pay to it with this rate. Well, Dolphins, you got your guy at least for the next two years. What that also means, Lamar Jackson, he's out of the sweepstakes. It changes up the whole quarterback dynamic. And speaking of quarterback dynamics, the Packers are talking about Aaron Rodgers' future. What does it all mean? We will tell you what Rodgers should do when we return on Speak. Do not go anywhere. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. A little breaking news on the Aaron Rodgers situation and his future in Green Bay. We know it's up in the air, but we're starting to get some answers. Packers president Mark Murphy was asked if there's a scenario where Rodgers is still the starting quarterback for the Packers next season. He said, quote, yeah, I mean, unless if things don't work out the way we want this. Yeah, we would. We would. He is obviously a great player. Close quote. Uh, I'm confused. Uh, can, can I be confused? Can we, I, I'm, I'm, I don't okay. know. Y'all confused. I'm confused. I read the quote. Yo, does, is Aaron Rodgers still a Green Bay Packer? President Mark Murphy, remember, the Packers do not have an owner. President Mark Murphy, yeah, unless things don't work out the way we run them. Right before we came on camera, Slick, you said something that was hilarious. That word, unless. Yeah, that's doing, doing a lot whole, of work there. A whole that, lot of work. Yeah, if we can unpack exactly, was, was that just a pause? Was that like a, 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 an awe? Or was that an indicator of the direction that they are not planning. If things work out the way they want, uh, then if the things work out, work out the way they want, then he will not be their quarterback. What do you only- make of that? Like, do you think that means, yo, the Packers want him gone? Do you think the president is saying the Packers want him here? <sighs> I, uh, the fact that they are letting him talk to the Jets tells me everything I need right, to know, true. Yeah. which is, we're trying to find you a home. Right. <laughs> and we hope you can find a home that you're comfortable with and that we're comfortable with. And there, there's, there are some details to be worked out, like who's going to be paying the majority of his, his existing salary. Like there are some elements that need to be worked out. But the, the, the idea that do the Nets want him, I mean, do the Jets, do the Packers want him to stay or go? The Packers clearly are ready to move on and have him go. Joy, where are you at on that? Well, yeah, he was, at, he was also asked if the Jets were given permission to talk with Rodgers. He said, we did give them permission. 
but I can't really get into the details. And we are just really hopeful that we can reach a solution that works not only for Aaron, but for us. I mean, it sounds like he's saying they are trying to work out a deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of words doing a lot of work in all they, these. They probably surprised him though. Hey, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Well, yeah. yeah, I mean he beat this uh, girls basketball yeah, right. state also, tournament. Like maybe you know maybe wait until we can get with the PR team to decide how we're going to approach this. There, there's also the the body language and the facial expressions when you're talking about something like this. For me, that tells you a lot Big more picture. than the words. Yeah. Which yeah. is, does he look en- what does he look enthusiastic about? Shady, let me come to you on this then. We know what is at stake right now. Green Bay Packers could retain Aaron Rodgers. The Packers could trade Aaron Rodgers, Deal Rodgers to the Jets. What should Aaron Rodgers do? Um, I think he should go to the Jets, right? And even before I even get, on, get to that topic, but if a team lets you go out there and, and let uh, uh, the owner, right, or, or, or whoever's running the show over there, right, the front office, but the Jets meet their starting quarterback, yeah, like, what, that's, are, you, that's wild. That's what wild. are we talking about? Mm-hmm. It's like Les Miles date your girl. Well, exactly. see if you like her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't get that. But anyway, I, I, I truly think that Aaron Rodgers should, should go to the Jets. That's a great home for him. They're showing how much they want him, how much they care for him, how much they love him, right? I think Aaron Rodgers used to have a lot of attention. Go to the Big Apple, mm-hmm. New York. You get all the attention you want. I look at the teams. I think we talked about yesterday about the teams, who's a better team. I don't think that matters. I think who's a better fit. When I look at the, the, the Jets team, they really almost got into the playoffs with Zach Wilson, Mike White and myself at quarterback, <laughs> right? They had a number five defense. Talking about getting turnovers, stopping teams, right? Like, and, and beat the Bills with that type of team. With no offense, all defense. You bring Aaron Rodgers there, he doesn't have to be the great A-Rod we know from the back-to-back MVPs. They don't have to, I, don't think, I don't think that Aaron, Rod, a, a, uh, Aaron Rodgers is still there. I think he may be gone, but he's still serviceable enough. He's still good enough that he can service a good win. He can service a playoff team. He can serve as a team that's, that's, that could contend for a championship. I'm being serious. Yeah. I think if you look at a, 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 a team that can run the ball well, which they really do well with the Jets, a quarterback that's not going to give you picks, that's not what Aaron Rodgers does, right? you got playmakers on the outside. Garrett Wilson is one of the best young receivers out there. I think the issue with A-Rod is he had a problem with his young receivers in Green Bay. The talent level is way different. Christian Watson is, is a good wide receiver, a lot of speed. He's not Garrett Wilson. He's not. So I think that if he goes to New York with the Jets, I think they have a – and also, last point, they ran well. Coach Salah's a hell of a coach. He got the Jets playing real football. I don't know. If I had to pick a team, I would say the Jets. I think I'm with you on this one, Shady. I think Rodgers – it makes the most sense now for Rodgers to go to the Jets for Aaron Rodgers. I've always stood by if I'm the Jets, I don't necessarily want him there. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want to go to the Jets because it's time for a fresh start. It just is. You've been playing this game with the Green Bay Packers for long enough, and I always believe the grass isn't necessarily greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it, but Rodgers does not feel like watering his grass in Green Bay. So as a result, go over to New York and see if they got turf. Maybe you ain't got to water it because uh, Garrett Wilson, like Shady already said, he already developed. Christian Watson got to be watered. Christian Watson played at North Dakota, if I'm not mistaken, North Dakota, North Dakota State. Garrett Wilson played at the Ohio State University. That's right. Like, Garrett Wilson didn't need the same level of development that uh, uh, Christian Watson needs. So, Aaron Rodgers can go to the Jets, a team that already has the pieces in play that doesn't need to be developed as much as it pertains to the skill positions, and just hopefully you hit the ground running. And after you make the owner fly to come see you across the country, you better go ahead and go. But, Joy, where you stand on that? What should Rodgers do? I would love for Aaron Rodgers to go to the New York Jets. I very much want this to happen. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I'm so interested to see how it plays out. Because everyone thinks this is just a plug-and-play situation. This is KD to the Suns. This is Tom Brady to the ah. Bucks. Ah. This is Matthew Stafford to the Rams. This is Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Didn't we just watch this happen? We just watched a high-profile quarterback who seemed like his time had passed where he mm. was mm. go to a team that we thought year after year after year was just a quarterback away. What happened with the Broncos last year? Was it a colossal failure? It was. Yeah, it, it, was. Was. it was. Robert Sala might be a good coach. Mm. I don't know. He's 11-23 and 23 with the Jets. He ain't no Bruce Arians. He isn't Sean McVay, who is the best young coach in the league, had played in a Super Bowl with Jared Goff before Matthew Stafford got there. By the way, Tom Brady, greatest player of all time, leader. Matthew Stafford suffered in Detroit for all those years, came to the Rams ready to go, a stacked team with a great coach, stacked team with a great coach. What happened in Denver that all fell apart? Now you're asking Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, had a worse year last year than Russ did his last year in Seattle. Mm. Go to the New York Jets, who have not won anything, with a coach that we don't know is capable of taking a team to the next level, with pieces that we feel are, are, are great, a great defense, young players, hungry team, they want him. Does this sound familiar to anybody? We just watched this happen with Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Now, maybe Aaron Rodgers would do better. There's some questions about Russell Wilson and whether oh. with his leadership and how he connects with players. There's some questions about Aaron Rodgers for sure totally are. different Hold reasons. Sure but are. I'm just seeing, I feel That's like time is a flat circle and I'm seeing a lot of similarities here. Because I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth because I, I hate to do that because okay. we, we a team. What you trying, you trying to say that A-Rod, if he goes to the Jets, he's going to be like Russell? No, 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 no. Okay, because you, okay, okay, okay. I, I don't okay. know that he'll be as bad as Russ was this okay. year. Okay, okay, because it sound like, it sound like. Russ was bad, okay. bad. Okay. What I'm saying to you is. Okay. The idea here is that Aaron Rodgers is just going to show up in New York and it's just going to work the way that it did with Tom Brady, the way that it did with Matthew Stafford. Is it going to? Because what Aaron Rodgers is walking through the door? Because Aaron Rodgers last year was worse. He had a worse year. We just showed yeah. it. Then rusted his last year in Seattle. I think that, it, to me, it comes down to this. Is it going to be Broncos or Bucks? I think it could be Broncos. I think it could be Bucks. Sadie, you were in Tampa, but let me remind you of what was Tampa. Y'all got to remember, the Buccaneers prior to Tom Brady showing up had one 10-win season in the last, since 2007, we're in 2023. He showed up in 2020 in 13 years. But what was Bruce doing there? Bruce was losing too. For short, Tom Brady showed up. Seven wins, five wins, five wins. For Priest's senior year. What did they have? Bruce was a good coach. Bruce hadn't been a Super Bowl as a head coach. My brother played for Bruce Arians. in Super Bowl ring as a coordinator. As a coordinator. Very, very different, as we all know. So when I think about what Aaron Rodgers is going to, it is very reminiscent of the Bucks, except for Rob Gronkowski, mm. except for Antonio Brown. The Bucks have defense. The Bucks had Levante David. The Bucks had Devin Wilson. The Bucks had uh, Antoine Winfield. The Bucks had Jason Pierre-Paul. The Bucks had Shaq Barrett. The Jets have defense. Jets have C.J. Mosley. Jets have Quinnen Williams. Jets have Sauce Gardner. They both have defense. Offensively, they both have some weapons. Okay, but Shady was there, so we should just ask Shady. So wait, I, I wrote, ha, ha, Go I, ahead, Shady. If, if A-Rod goes to the Jets, are they a playoff team? I was going to ask that yeah. first. You say yes? Yes. What do you say? I don't know. He wasn't a playoff team last year. 
If the Jets, if he goes to the Jets, do you think he's a playoff team? We thought that the Broncos. No, I don't know. I, don't, I genuinely possibly. don't know. It's not, it's we not thought a guarantee. the Broncos were going to be a Super Bowl contender. Right, so, because I'm sick of y'all saying that, but then y'all not trying to say they're not going to be a playoff team. I, if, I don't know if they are. All right. Well, I just think this. I think if you look at the Jets, if you had the one position to fix, it's the quarterback. Yeah. They almost made the playoffs with Zach Wilson and the other guys. Mike White. Joe so you're telling me, you telling me, and Joe Flacco, you're telling me if they put everybody there, they can't make the playoffs? Just think what I'm saying for a second. I'm not saying he has to go out there be Aaron Rodgers of, of the old. But, he, I mean, he ain't, he ain't like Russ. Yeah, exactly. He, he didn't play like how, how Russ they, played last year. Shady. Russ was, I mean. Did they make, they make sequels of bad movies? No. No? We've literally seen this movie. Which, are you which, talking about with the Broncos? Wait, what movie? I'm talking about with the, which, I'm which, talking with the New York Jets. Yeah, we have this. But what? what, what oh, Red, Red Favre, Favre I mean, Packer, what? legend, he went to the goes to New Minnesota, York. Minnesota, then he went to. But that's the thing. Remember, when Brett initially left, 13 and 3. Huh? Vikings. All right. Did his thing. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan went to Indianapolis. He went to the Jets first and then Minnesota. Yes. Yep. Cam, no, Matt Ryan went to the Indianapolis yeah, Colts. Yeah, 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 he was Colts. They were just one quarter, they were just a quarterback away from making the difference, right? Wait, wait, wait. Cam a- Newton. A- 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 don't lose games, yes. though. Everybody we talking about lose games. Russ, Russ lose, lose games. Beat the Lions. Matt, Matt Ryan's. But with this team, you don't, you don't have to go out there and win every but game, is what I'm saying. To me, what it comes down to is this it comes down to how do y'all think about Aaron Rodgers? If y'all think Aaron Rodgers is Russell Wilson or will play as That's bad as Russ question. played last year, or if you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be like Matt Ryan, well, then, of course, I think the Jets will be bad. But if we think that Aaron Rodgers will be as serviceable as Aaron Rodgers is. No, no, no. Not he's serviceable. He's got to be better turn, than serviceable. But he don't turn the ball over, though. He, he, even last year, what did he have, 25 touchdowns, he 12 picks? 12 interceptions. He, even the 25 and 12 will I'm get taking the 12 picks. Russ was 25 and 6 his last year in Seattle. But Russ wasn't Russ present. Russ was taking care of the ball more than Aaron Rodgers was. We got to go on what we last seen on Russ. We can't go on the, the, the Seahawks. Not, and and, and we have to go on to, what we last saw I'm of Aaron. I'm not comparing them to Shady. I'm saying, I'm saying I've just watched this happen. I just watched Russ. So A-Rod done. He just, he just trash. He just done. It sound like. It sound like y'all saying, because y'all can't have it both ways. You can't yeah, say yeah, he's done, done, done. But then if I ask you, if, gonna, if he goes to this, the Jets, will he be a playoff team? You're like, well, I don't know. It's either he's just done like y'all saying. Like y'all comparing to Russell Wilson and all that? I'm or he's going to be decent. Russell Wilson in Seattle, not Russell Wilson last year. All right. My, my thought, though, is even the 25 touchdowns and the 12 picks, the Jets, the Jets make the playoffs with last they, year's Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? say he's if, – if Rodgers was on the Jets last year, 25 touchdowns, 12 picks, they make the but playoffs. Why? I'm just I'm, – I'm saying – That level we're, of quarterback we're doing play. A, we're, we, we've done this before. We did this before. We've done it other times as well. All I'm saying is – I don't think it's that easy to walk in the door as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not a Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is even not. a Matthew Stafford. There's human-to-human interaction here. And Russ ain't A-Rod. And Russ ain't a- a- Russ, Seattle or Russ at the Broncos is not A-Rod. This might be the left side of the table, but it's the right side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I get it. He didn't play well. And I, I said that all last year. But, like, he ain't played terrible where it's like, yo, oh my, well, nobody wants him. Nah, if you're a team that's this close and you need a quarterback, A-Rod's the guy. They got a great no, defense. I, I don't think – They think made the playoffs if he the goes Jets, there. I think the Jets should want him. And, you I just, think, I, and I think that he may have a better season with the Jets. But what I'm saying is Aaron Rodgers is not going to walk in there with the expectations of making the playoffs. If, if you go get Aaron Rodgers, the expectations of uh-huh. New York City for the Jets is you contend for a Super Bowl. Yep. Otherwise, we shouldn't be doing this. But, 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 but making, making the playoffs, in theory, is contention for the Super Bowl because if you make the playoffs, now there are 14 teams. It's a chance. But if you make the playoffs, you win one playoff game, 
It's only all, about. That's all Aaron does is win one playoff. So, game. like, if you are a Jets fan and you haven't even been to a playoff, okay, 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 okay. When last time you been there? Okay, that's, that's changing the conversation then, because I don't really care about Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets and winning Come one on, playoff. Come on, man. That's what he does in Green Bay. I don't. Why? Should, I, we don't need to do. That's not exciting. Why do we care about that? But That's remember, not contending for a Super remember Bowl. what everybody said about Russ. You, Dave, Shady, I think I agreed, so I'll admit I said it as well. We didn't need Russ to win a Super Bowl this year. We were like, yo, Russell Wilson, he can win a Super Bowl in, over the course of his time in Denver. We didn't even expect Russ to win a Super Bowl this year. And Russ has a Super Bowl win more recently than Aaron Rodgers, and Russ has been the two. So even if Russ goes to even if Rodgers goes to the Jets, if they make the playoffs, which I do believe that they yeah. will, unless it completely implodes, I don't I don't think that'll be a disappointment. If the Jets making go, the playoffs and getting bounced in the first round is not a disappointment. Not for the New York well, Jets. Well, let's just say going to play. But hold on, first of all, let's listen. I, look, what, what I, I can't I, get excited about that. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not going to sit up here been, and talk big I, about the Jets if you're going to go to the if the expectations is go to the playoffs and get bounced in the first round. Come I mean, on. I don't know. We we just saying if that happens. But I'm just saying this. They ain't been in the playoffs since 2010. I know this I'm is also it. Aaron Rodgers. Like, this I'm is just saying, Aaron. so if y'all know any Jet fans, right, and they've been to the playoffs since 2010 yeah, and they, they go this year, any, anything, anything can happen. As long as you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. Your expectation with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, the name yeah. in New York is not, we're just good with going to the playoffs. It's never, like, it doesn't matter how long. Look, the Knicks are always supposed to play for the championship. Here, here's in New why, York, it's Here's a why you're going to run dynamic. me hot, Slick, and I'm going to come at your neck because you're the basketball insider okay. extraordinaire. Aaron Rodgers, the parallel we always draw is to Kevin Durant. At least it's a parallel I'll draw. So I'll stand in it. I'll put both my feet in it, stay at the parallel I'll draw. Oh. Ten toes down. Okay. If we can say that Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets has to win a Super Bowl, Mm-hmm. then we better keep that same energy when uh-huh. we say Kevin Durant going places has to that, win. That's, that's not the same thing. The reason being is because Aaron Rodgers winning a Super Bowl is hard. Shady, you, like, you won two of them. It's, it's so hard to hard. do. Yes. If you go to an organization that ain't even been to the playoffs in over a decade, if you go 11-6, and six, which the Jets would have done if they would have just scored 21 points in every game last year, 11-6, and six, that's good. That is good. Oh, that I is love enough. That for us. That is so good. For a first ballot Hall of Famer that we talk about every other day on this show, that's what the standard If the standard is that, right. that's right. cute. I love that. That's adorable. We could have some cute and, little topics on it. So, yeah. But you're not going to be up here having me so talk about the stand- Super Bowl. So the standard Super Bowl? That was the standard Super Bowl, right? I don't How many the other players? him in Green Bay. I'm just saying, though, like, when, when we speak about this Super Bowl thing, like, it's so hard. Like, how many other quarterbacks is going back Super Bowl every year other than Patrick Mahomes? Who else is doing that? We talk about Lamar Jackson, who's a great player. We talk about Josh Allen. We talk about Joe Burrow. Who else? That's Herbert. Re- that's re- all, all these other great courts we talk about, nobody's just going Super Bowl like that. Shady. That's, that's not realistic. That's reality. That's reality. Okay. This is expectations. Yes. Expectations uh-huh. are. Look, if, I mean, if Aaron just... Rodgers stayed in Green Bay, okay. would we say, uh, yeah, but, they, you know, they'll be lucky to get to the playoffs. Or no, if they get to the wouldn't. playoffs, they win. No, they win. We wouldn't. Uh-huh. Okay. So, why are, you, so yeah. why are you telling me that if he goes to the Jets, we're suddenly going to go, oh, you know what, if he just gets to the playoffs, it's okay. That makes no sense. Here's why. It makes no Here's sense. Here's why. The expectation for the Packers is Super Bowl. Don't they have yeah. the second or third most Super Bowls? Well, they used to. In the history of football? Like that literally nicknamed Title Town. The Jets haven't even been to a Super Bowl in God knows how long. I think you got to go back three, four decades. Okay, but why have we always, why have we, in spite of all the time in which it's been since they've won a Super Bowl, why have we always considered the Green Bay Packers a, a Super Bowl contender? One name, one guy, Aaron Rodgers. So if he goes to New York, the expectation is Super Bowl is coming our way. Well, I'll say this before you end it. 
I don't know about the Super Bowl because that's hard to do, right? It's not that easy. I guess it might be. But if he goes to the Jets, they have a chance to win that division. I'm saying that. Fair. What? They have a the chance. The Bills? They're going to beat okay. the Bills? He didn't stutter. He didn't stutter. The Jets split with the Bills last year without A-Rod. Without A-Rod. Actually, you're going to tell Come me on. the Lakers are going to win the championship. He actually might tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, we're talking NBA and the growing feud between Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks. It is getting the spicy of the Yeah, Draymond. Yeah. Yeah. Are the Warriors still a threat to win the title after another bad loss? Next on Speak. He smushed him. He smushed him twice. Yeah, get like that. Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander is your only place for the World Baseball Classic coverage. Hi, I'm Ben Verlander, host of Flippin' Bats. And I'm Alex Curry, co-host of Flippin' Bats. From Taiwan to Phoenix and Miami, we'll be providing you daily updates on all the action taking place in this year's WBC. So wherever you get your podcasts, make sure to like and subscribe us at Flippin' Bats. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A brawl nearly broke out last night, Warriors. Grizzlies, Draymond Green, Dylan Brooks, they had a war of words leading up to last night's game. So it was no surprise when things got testy during the game. Brooks even had words with Steph Curry. Yeah, the drama was building, and it did not end after the Grizzlies win. Take a listen. I guess we call it a rivalry now. It's obviously been heated. It's not called a rivalry. I know I'm a better player than him. I could do the same stuff like he does. That's easy. You know, that's just showing up to work. He thought he would, like, bait me like he gets baited. I get technical fouls when I want to get a technical foul. I don't get baited into technical fouls. The fact that, you know, you're trying to, you know, pin my teammates against me, that's a low blow. So, you know, that's what type of player he is. One of us are baitable, one of us aren't. You know, I ain't out there, you know, getting physical altercations with my teammates. Rivalries are created by you win, I win. Clearly, we won four times, and I think their organization has zero championships, so I can't consider that a rivalry. They got some shots off. Dylan Brooks yeah. shot to me hit the hardest when he said, I'm not out there getting in physical altercations with my teammates. Here's why it hit harder, Shady. I think Dylan Brooks is the what he stated is the only thing that actually is still affecting and impacting basketball. Draymond Green saying it's not a rivalry until they win no chips. Fair. Draymond Green saying, oh, Dylan Brooks teammates don't even like you. Yeah, that's cute. But when you watch the Warriors play, mm. I think what Dylan Brooks alluded to, that punch Draymond Green, Jordan Poole prior to the season, all that stuff, that is the one I think that's still impacting the game. I'm going to elaborate on that later, Slick Rick. I heard you making some sounds as you watch it. What do you think? Well, yeah, Draymond's talking a lot about then, and we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. And that was Dylan bringing that up. You're exactly right. That's still impacting this team. And so do they, are they still title contenders no, I don't believe that they're as bad off as everybody's making it out. I mean, some people have them sliding into the play-in and not even making the playoffs. I need mm. to see Andrew Wiggins back. I need to see Gary Payton Jr. back because that could have a huge influence on their biggest issue, which is defense, which is affecting them on the road, which is why their road record is so bad. So there is an avenue in which they can come back and be meaningful. And as we've pointed out with the Western Conference, with KD down, with Ja out, like – 
the West, uh, Luka Doncic's future uncertain or health issues, uh, injury status, we don't know exactly what the West is. So there is a pathway to get there. But make no mistake, and Draymond and I have talked about this very subject, the punch at the beginning of the year has prevented him from being the leader and the vocal hold everybody accountable type of guy that he has always been in the past. And so as a result of that, they don't have that same guy who brings them together when things go sideways. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the most vital things that the Warriors have had. And it's why I don't see that changing between now and June, which is why I see their ability to repeat as champions as not being in the cards. Mm. Uh, Joy, are the Warriors still a threat? They still a title threat? Yes, they are 22-2 and two in playoff series since 2015. They're 93-34 and 34 in the postseason. That was pretty that good. Was then. That was then. This is now. Well, but season ain't over yet. <laughs> that was last year. <laughs> yeah, season ain't over yet. They still have most of the same core. Now, I hear you. They need to get Wiggins back. They need Peyton back. They need their, need their guys. The road record is... Daunting. Abysmal. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if I'm going to put some respect on anybody in the West, it's going to be the Warriors. Fair. I mean, we look at the teams in the Western Conference playoffs right now. Which of these teams, which of these teams are you taking in the series over Golden State? Clippers? No. no. Y'all can do that if you want to. Grizzlies? And the series? I know they just won this game, but a series, you got to win a couple mm-hmm. of games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Kings, it's a very nice story. Yep. I'm going to go with the Warriors. Right. I, at this point, I, have, I haven't seen the Nuggets do it to be convinced. You're not wrong. She cooking. Not wrong. Joy. Uh, the, the Suns with KD. That's, that's the only one. That's the only one. Because the Suns without KD, I would still go with the Warriors. So I, 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 I can't go as far as to say, even with the struggles, that I, got, I count them out. You get in the dance. They've been there, done that. And I hear you about Draymond's inability to be a leader in that space. They have some other vocal leaders on this team. This one is the one guys is right there. This is the one element. It's just the deeper you go, mm-hmm. it's not getting to the playoffs. It's not winning a round. But the deeper you go, the more your depth is tested. Mm-hmm. And they've been That's living true. off of two guys that are two-way players, entire Jerome and Anthony Lamb. They don't have, even for last year's team, and this has been an issue from the very beginning of the year, even when they had Wiggins, um, is they just don't have the same depth that they've had in the past. And that's where I think that is ultimately going to show up. I agree with you. Like, they could beat anyone and anyone could beat them. But that's way more wide open than it's ever been before. Sure. I, I like that. I'm going to go with Joy. I just think that, like, they talk about how they're not good on the road. And, that, and a lot of that is the defense. But when we look at the defense, like, Andrew Wiggins is a big part of that. He's the one going to take the number one offensive score on the other team, right? And then I, I like guys like Kaminga. So we talk about this depth. It's the reason why they went out there and got Peyton, mm-hmm. right? They gave up some, some picks to get him Bottom because back. he was a big, big reason why they won a championship last Agreed. year. Agreed. Right? So now when, when you just look at the defense, you look at the depth, well, we missing like two, three guys, right? And then the last part is um, 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 Iguodala. We don't, he, don't, he don't need to be the same guy he used to be, but if you give him a couple minutes to play defense, like I, I, just watch him. He hasn't been shooting the ball well from three but he's been playing solid defense. That's all you need. So now when you look at this depth, if you get the Warriors in the playoffs, like seriously though. I'm with you. Nobody want to see them. I think they're Western Conference threats, but 
again, to, for me, watching the Warriors from a bird's eye view, then watching them closer over the last several years, what made the Warriors so good to me was chemistry. It was chemistry. It was camaraderie. It was the fact that they knew where the other player was going to be before they were even there. Okay. It was the fact that they always gelled to the point where when they no longer gelled at the end of Kevin Durant's tenure, it was like, hey, you know what, big dog? You go do your thing. And they still want to chip a few yeah. years later. I do not think the Warriors have that chemistry that they once had, and I believe it's palpable. We keep talking about Andrew Wiggins with the defense, uh, role players with the defense. What did Draymond Green say just three days ago on his podcast? He said, I am the defense. He said, I am the heart, I am the nucleus he is, of this defense. He is. I created this defense. Right. Well, Draymond Green's still out there. But Slick made a point, Shady, I think you can attest to it. We've talked about it before. If you punch a guy in the face, you lose your leeway to be as verbally or physically aggressive as you once had. You lose your leeway publicly. You lose your leeway internally. You lose your leeway externally. At the point in which you publicly sock a guy in the face or you do it privately, but at least to, leaks to the masses, that rope is not as long. We have not seen Draymond Green hold people nearly as accountable, so wait, nearly wait. as accountable I, publicly as we have in years past. So you think that they're not playing well on defense because Draymond punched Poole in the face? You think they're not as good this year because he punched him in his face? I don't think it is as easy as like to go from A to B, but I do think that is a, core, a, a causation of it. I do think, Shady, that like this team is huge on accountability. They're very, they, very, they very are. big on accountability. And I don't think we have seen the same level of accountability as we have in years past. Bro, we would have typically seen Draymond Green getting dudes' faces before. You remember what happened two games I, ago? I, Jordan Poole, he didn't pass the ball to Draymond. Draymond Green walks off, yeah. walks to the yeah, left yeah, side. Right, right. Clay tries to pass it. Let's play right I, I, here, I America. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Draymond right. wanted the ball. Poole ain't passing to him. Clay tries to yeah. pass it to him late. There's Draymond right there. Turnover. Huh? I, huh? I just, in an NBA game? I, I just think that. Not, not high school, too. Like, Shady, this is an NBA I, I game. It's, it's terrible. I just feel like, man, when you watch this team, like they're not the same Warriors team. They got a lot of guys hurt. Steph Curry's been out. He comes back and hurts again. Right? And then we talked about the, 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 the absence of, of Andrew Wiggins. Like, obviously, Steph Curry is the best player, and Steph Curry deserved the MVP, finals MVP. But, man, it was Wiggins close with Wiggins. So, as much as you want to blame it on Draymond, and, and I do think, like, that fighting your teammates and the way he did it and the fashion he did it, that, that would cause some chaos. But that's not the reason why they're not playing well. They need Andrew Wiggins. They need another defensive force. Them five dudes, they know how to play with each other. Right? And then you add Poole, the way he's been playing, coming on. So it's more than just that fight or, or the punch he did. But here's why, here's why I think, Shady, we would be ignorant to ignore that. If, if, if you and I, me and Joy, me and Slick, Slick and you, if one of us got into an altercation, not even a fight, and now we're not doing the same level of laughing before the show, the same level of kicking it after the show, the same level of anything. Huh? That's going to be felt on the deck. Is she here? Is he there? Yeah. Because with the Warriors, they're not like Wiggins is not there. Uh, Peyton's not there. Steph is back and forth. But Tevin, you back and forth. Come on. That counts. Everything is something. Mm. I do think it can, I, it can influence their communication, as particularly in this time when they don't have all of their guys. Right. That that happened. But – there are other factors in this. Correct. Both, so both not, are true. It's not, the, it's, it's not the root of this. Like, the root of it is that. It's just making it more difficult. It could be making it more difficult because they had that. But offense. even when, when Wiggins was present and, and, and available, um, to my knowledge, so correct me if I'm wrong, we weren't seeing during the course of this season the 2020 finals, Andrew no, Wiggins, we who people were talking about correct. could have won the MVP had Steph not correct. gone crazy. Like, we're speaking about Andrew Wiggins as if he had been playing all season long like he was playing in the playoffs last year. That wasn't the case. I know yeah. it's nice to say, but that just wasn't true. That is uh, – you just hit on something that's uh, really important. Ding, 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 which ding. is both Jordan Poole and, and Andrew Wiggins. They got rings. 
and they got paid. Mm -hmm. And now this that is might the, be something. This is the greatest challenge is once you've gotten all the accolades and you've gotten the money and you've gotten the ring, how hard are you willing to work to get to climb that mountain again? Yeah. Draymond Green is the guy who's always been behind. No, any, any new guys coming in, anybody who's been here, this is the standard set. He now doesn't have the ability to do that with guys like Andrew Wiggins, guys, specifically Jordan Poole. Like, and those are the guys you need to be playing the way they did a year ago. And the fact that he doesn't have the ability to hold them accountable is a huge missing piece to them getting back to where they were. I just want to go back to the pool parties. We ain't had no Jordan pool. Pool ain't had nope. no pool parties. Nope. We ain't had talking about the Splash Brothers. Nope. Well, I, I need that again, 2-5. I need that Warrior squad back. And if they get back, then they'll get back right. Well, coming up, Lamar Jackson, he could be back in Baltimore next season. But there are five teams in my mind that make the most sense for him. I will give you those teams in order when we return. The best landing spot for superstar Lamar Jackson. I can't wait. What's up, family? The most entertaining and engaging conversation in sports right now. Where is Lamar Jackson going to land? Remember, he's a Baltimore Ravens as it stands right now. They gave him the non-exclusive franchise tag, slightly disrespectful, because it means other teams can come in and flirt with Lamar Jackson, engage in conversation talks. Well, given the fact that Lamar Jackson might end up in a different situation, in a different team, I want to tell you the teams that make the most sense. I'm going to give them to you in order, the five most important teams that really would benefit from Lamar Jackson. Let's start at number five. How about the Tennessee Titans? The reason I like the Tennessee Titans for Lamar Jackson, I like who they have as a coach in Vrabel. They are consistently atop their division or fighting to stay atop their division. Also, keep in mind, that division is very, very, very weak. It's either going to be the Titans, the Colts, the Texans. Come on now. Titans, find a way to win that division. The Jacksonville Jaguars currently have the throne. I think the Titans can take it from them if they get Lamar Jackson. And number four, the Carolina Panthers. Oh, do the Panthers make a whole lot of sense because they need a quarterback, y'all. And we know what the Panthers almost did last season, even without a quarterback. The Panthers had Sam Darnold, they had P.J. Walker, they had Baker Mayfield. Get yourself Lamar Jackson. You could steady that quarterback position. At number three, I really like the Atlanta Falcons. This one, to me, it almost makes, almost makes the most sense. Why? Because Lamar Jackson's style of play, it's reminiscent of Michael Vick. Remember what Michael Vick meant to that city and did for that city. If the Falcons get Lamar Jackson, who they could desperately benefit from, I think the Falcons instantly win that division. At number two, well, it's the team that Lamar already knows all too well. It's the Baltimore Ravens. I have the Ravens at number two because at the end of the day, Lamar, just stay home. You are unanimous MVP with the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens had one of the best defenses in all of football last year after they acquired Roquan Smith, so it makes all the sense in the world. But at number one, and I'm surprised nobody's really talking about this team, how about the New York Jets? The New York Jets actually make the most sense for Lamar Jackson. Why? Because they are the team that is most desperate. The Ravens aren't all that desperate for Lamar Jackson. Why aren't they? Because they shouldn't be. They've won two Super Bowls since the turn of the century. Only five NFL organizations have done that. The Ravens aren't that desperate for Lamar Jackson. Why? Because they shouldn't be. They've won Super Bowls with Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer. But the Jets, the Jets could come up with the money to get Lamar Jackson because they're trying to come up with the money to get Aaron Rodgers. The Jets haven't been to the Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl since 1969. The Super Bowl price that year, $12. The Jets haven't had a starting quarterback who they believe in since God knows how long. The Jets are actually the team that makes the most sense. 
for Lamar Jackson. At least that's in my mind. But let me listen to much more brilliant minds than my own. Slick Rick the Buker, I loved your thoughts on where you think Lamar Jackson should land. Which team should pursue Lamar in your mind? You know, I love the idea of him going to or staying with the Ravens. But I took didn't think that was on the board because I just can't wrap my head around the idea that after everything has happened that he wants to stay in Baltimore. So I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans because I'm looking at the place that he can have the greatest impact. That's the team that offensively was 28th in scoring, uh, 30th in, in, in offensive yardage. And uh, to your point, uh, I'm a believer in Mike Vrabel. Yes, their defense needs to be upgraded. I believe he has the capability of doing that. He rehabilitated Ryan Tannehill. If it wasn't for what I saw with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz, I would be of the – I've basically sold my Frank Reich stock. I, I Once upon a time, I, I was heavily invested, and, and now I'm not. So when I look at the division, when I look at the coach, and I look at where can he go, considering that it's going to cost you two first-round picks and a, a pricey contract, where can he go where he's going to have the most immediate impact? Mm. And I can't find a place – better than the Titans. I like where you're at with that one. Joy, where do you stand on Lamar Jackson and the sweepstakes? What team makes the most sense? Either Las Vegas. Keep in mind, Raiders, y'all could become not the biggest show in town very quickly. Vegas is about entertainment. Mm -hmm. That's what that whole building was built for. You keep putting out this so-so uh, product. By the way, Aces winning a championship. Golden Knights are competitive. You got mega fights there every weekend. The Raiders need to do something impactful. Right now, they're like, oh, we don't have a quarterback. It's cool. We don't have Derek Carr. It's fine. We're just going to figure it out. We don't have Tom Brady. You don't have a quarterback. It makes the most sense for the Raiders to go and get, try and get Lamar Jackson. Go pay the quarterback. Get somebody who's box office. You need that in Vegas. Sure. Get somebody who wins regular season games. And, and you're in a division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and now you got Sean Payton with Russell Wilson. Y'all just mailing it in? Just, just going for You're just going to tank for the draft next year? Better hope nobody else is, is worse than you are if that's the plan. I don't think that works in Vegas. So I think the Raiders should definitely go after Lamar Jackson. My pick was, uh, was the Panthers, right? I think a really, really good defense. A lot of playmakers on the other side of the ball. But then you look at the offense where he needs – he always needed a number one receiver. I feel like he never really had that. Even like how, how – um, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, Hollywood Brown. He was a good player, but I don't think he was a number one. He was really good, but not a number one. You get DJ Moore with the Panthers, mm. that's a number one receiver, right? They run the ball extremely well. I think you get Lamar Jackson there, but I got to go back, man. Where are you going? When, when we had, so my rookie year was Michael Vick's first year with the Eagles. And I remember that the next year we went to the Falcons. We played in, a, in, a, in Atlanta. And just how the fans was going so crazy for Michael Vick when he was with the Eagles playing the Falcons. <laughs> like, they was cheering for him. He thought first down cheering for him. I'm like, yo, he really owns not just the franchise and the stadium. He owns the town. He owns the city. He mm -hmm. owns Atlanta. Every, every rapper that talks about Michael Vick days, they love them. Owners love money, right? And they were winning. Lamar Jackson is the closest thing to Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah. So sitting back there, I think you got Kyle Pitts yep. at the tight end, right? You got some other playmakers, some, some young guys, and you build your core around Lamar Jackson. I would say Atlanta. When you say Atlanta, though, Shady, if you're, if you're, if you're Lamar Jackson, 
How much of you wants to stay home and be a Baltimore Raven for the rest of your life as opposed to the allure of maybe I could go to a place like Atlanta. You're riding vigorously. Um, I don't know if I can see that. I don't know. He's talking about it's called cash. You go wherever that cash is at. Is at home? Is it at Baltimore? It says speak. 200 million, I'm coming there. Look at that money. <laughs> okay, you went to Buffalo and you were the highest paid at your position. Highest paid at your position. Holla. If you could do it yourself, because it wasn't your choice to go to okay. Buffalo, mm. if you could do it yourself, would you have rather stayed in Philly, not been the highest paid at your position, made good money, be top five, be top 10 running backs, but stayed in Philly the entirety of your career through Buffalo? Let's assume you still get the two rings. Or would you have rather gone to Buffalo for those four or five years, if I'm not mistaken, been the highest paid at your position? Break that down for me. I can't stand on show. It's a good call. That's a great question. Yep. I- I'll probably stay in Philadelphia mm. for so many different reasons. I mean, one, my, ho- my hometown, right? Like, my-, my house where I grew up in is an hour away from Philadelphia. That's one. Two is... I was an all-time leader rusher there. Yep. Right. I add on to that legacy. I add on to that stat. I add on to that record. Um, you know, and then and then they were paying me pretty well, right? I was like, what, fourth highest paid at the time? So it wasn't like it went from, from, from four to like 13 or 15. It was fourth to one. So I probably would have stayed. I mean, and like, it's one thing when one player, like Larry Fitzgerald is one of my favorite players, and, and, and we're good friends, but yep. more just how he conducted himself business-wise with, okay, now he has stake with the um, 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 the uh, Suns. Yep. Right. He, he, mm-hmm. he got equity with the Suns. That's yeah. crazy. At least two percent or whatever it is percentage it is for a minority owner, but he's got part of that. And I think like they gave him that. They could give it to anybody. Yeah. They gave it to Larry Gerald because who he, he was is, to is, He is a Phoenix, Arizona Cardinal. Great point. Right. So small things like that, where I look at even going to the basketball games. I call Mike Rubin up. You don't come to the game or David Adelman. These are owners for the Sixers. And, like, it's like a community thing. So if I had to take everything back and I'd do it myself, you're right. I'd probably stay at Philadelphia Eagle, um, and I probably wouldn't got traded to, to Buffalo. So I can rip this up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But the only thing is, <laughs> I was, like, fourth highest paid at the time. True. That was on my third deal True. when I to Buffalo. True, true. Well, we have some breaking news in the NFL. I literally just got it in a text from our producers. We had a huge trade. The Carolina Panthers, they are trading up to get the number one overall pick in this coming NFL draft. This just, literally Ooh. just happened. We'll fill you in on what this that means hot. and who they are going to acquire more than likely. Next on Speak. Go nowhere. What they, they need? Quarterback. Quarterback. Yep. Oh, my God. What oh, they give up? We have breaking NFL news on this Friday, and this is legitimately huge news. The Bears, they are trading their number one overall pick in this year's draft for the number one overall pick in exchange for a lot of things. This does not necessarily do it justice. Rappaport says the Bears trading the number one overall pick to the Panthers in exchange for big-time compensation. Bring us on camera. Let me tell you all the compensation. Bring us on camera. Bring us on camera. Bring us on camera. Okay, what are the Bears getting in exchange for the first-round pick from the Panthers? They're getting the Panthers' ninth overall pick, just swapping first-rounders. They're getting the 61st overall pick. Think the bottom of the second round. They're getting a first-round pick in 2024, so an additional first-round pick. They're getting a second-round pick in 2025, so an additional second-round pick. Plus, they're getting DJ Moore from the Carolina Panthers, a bona fide number one receiver. When I think about this, first and foremost, I'm like, okay, Justin Fields, shout out to you. They are removing the excuses from you. You now have Chase Claypool, you got Darnell Mooney, a speedster, but more importantly, you got DJ Moore. Why do I like this? Because people are best when they are playing the roles they're supposed to play. 
Chase Claypool's not a number one receiver, but he a good number two receiver. Yes, yeah, right. Darnell Mooney, I don't like him as a number one or number two receiver. I classify him as a speedster. He has the talent in my mind to be a number two, but more than anything, if you can put him in a slot and just let him take the tops off of defenses, let him run safeties off and cover four, let him mistress the Mike Backer running through the middle of the zone and cover two, Darnell Mooney now has the ability to thrive because DJ Moore is a legitimized number one receiver. The Bears had one of the best rushing offenses we've seen in the history of the National Football That's League. True. So now, you got Justin Fields, retain David Montgomery. Uh, you got Mooney at number three. You got Claypool at number two. You got DJ Moore at number one. And you did all of that just by getting rid of the number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. I love this first and foremost for Justin Fields. My initial reaction, Shady, what's yours? My thing is, well, who are the Panthers going to get then? You did all that. Who are you going to get? It's got to be. It's Bryce or CJ in my mind. Yep. Probably yeah. Bryce. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I love it. I love it for the Bears, though, just because – I mean, uh, Justin Fields, who, who's a quarterback who shows a lot of talent, right, with his legs. It's time to say with his arm. I think if he develops better, now he has some legit, you know, playmakers around him now. You give him a number one receiver with DJ Moore, we can see what he really can do. And that would be like the, the, the true uh, testament if he's really legit quarterback as a complete runner and thrower or he's just a runner. So this is, this is good for him. They're giving him some, some more help, and I'd like to see what happens. Shout out to Ryan Poles. I love this move. Yeah, that was crazy. I love it. I actually love it for both teams, but let's talk about Chicago for a second. First of all, everything you just said. Now you can really find out what Justin Fields is. Mm -hmm. DJ Moore is legit. Ain't nobody questioning what he's capable of yep, doing. Right. So you have a guy now. You got legit. A, you got a legit wide receiving core. Everyone can play their role perfectly. We know you can run. So if you can't throw the ball to this, this group of, of mm -hmm. men, then we have bigger worries. We have something else to move on to. You have a bunch of picks so here's, where, here's what I'm thinking. This is why I love this, and this is why I was begging for the Bears to do this and not just redraft another quarterback and put him in the same situation Justin Fields was in. If it doesn't work with Justin Fields, you have a number one pick, an additional first-round pick in 2024, mm -hmm. and you got that second in 2025. So if you're in a bad situation at the end of this season, Justin Fields isn't the guy – Use the draft capital that you got in the coming years to trade up and get someone new next year. Yep. This yep. is brilliant. You can invest in your young quarterback, see if he can be the passer he was in college because you've given him legitimate pieces. Mm -hmm. You can continue to draft and build around him with the additional picks, pick in, in the 61st pick, and you have the ninth pick, so you're still going to get a great player there. This is brilliant. I love it. Yeah, I'm struggling to see the benefits on the Carolina side of things as much as I can see them with Chicago because and it's the DJ Moore piece mm -hmm. because presumably you're moving up to number one to get a new quarterback to get a young quarterback yeah. and now you're taking away the number one receiver from that young quarterback yep. and as I said I'm kind of out on the Frank Reich stock so this idea that I'm going to take away the number one uh, number one receiver and I'm going to bring in a uh, a brand new quarterback and now I'm going to have Frank Wright develop him I just for Chicago I mean you can if you compare it to the Trey Lance trade that the 49ers made you could say well it's not that it's not that outrageous in terms of what they gave up but if you ask the 49ers would they redo would they do mm. that over again did they get their money's worth out of that trade you probably they they would say no so that's where I look at it and I just feel as if ah this feels like a desperate Big move yeah. by Carolina. It is a desperate but, move, but if you're Carolina, what other choice do you have? We just had him on the board talking about how they should right. go after Lamar Jackson. Now you don't have to pay Lamar Jackson $250 million guaranteed. You have Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, who likely go 
one, so you have a young quarterback. I don't think they wanted to give up DJ Moore in this trade, but if you want to get the number one overall pick, all right, we're Chicago. Do you got to give us. Yeah, do what you got to. Here's so my thing. Find though. him in the draft. I love, I love it for the Panthers as well. Reason I love it for the Panthers is remember what the Niners had to do to give up Trey. Not only did they swap first, they had to give up two additional firsts. Oh yeah. yeah. The Panthers gave up a first yeah. and DJ Moore. Now, D.J. Moore is a former first, if I'm not mistaken. But keep in mind, D.J. Moore going into year three. Yeah. That fifth-year option going to have to get picked up yeah. real soon. Yeah, picked, also, yeah. keep in mind, owners and coaches don't forget. What did D.J. Moore do this previous season that cost the Carolina Panthers a game? After he caught that incredible walk-off touchdown, he threw his helmet off. Yeah. So, and when I think about, excuse me, D.J. Moore going into year six, when I, th- when I, when I think about um, what the Carolina Panthers have now done, they're retaining the ability to go draft the quarterback that they want. Mm. If Bryce Young, who I think will probably go at number one, if Bryce Young can be that quarterback who the Panthers think he can be, you got to do what you got to do to get him. Remember what Washington did to get RG3. Remember what the Eagles did to get Carson Wentz. Remember what the Rams did to get Jared Goff. Remember what the Niners just did to get Trey Lance. You got to do what you got to do. But what did you just say when this news first hit? And we said, so who are they going after? You said Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Like, there's a question of who should you be going after? Who is? Is there an undisputed number one quarterback that you are going after in this draft? Do you look at either one or both of those guys as a can't-miss pick to be your next I think Bryce. I think Bryce Young. I think all things considered. Uh, now, you can't the, – the only knock on Bryce Young, for those that haven't kept up with football, it's, it's, it's college football. It's size and it's injury. Yep. That's it. But anybody can get hurt. How many 6'2", 6'3", quarterbacks we've seen get hurt? Right. Plenty of them. How many 6'1", running backs I've seen get hurt? How many 6'4", running backs I've seen get hurt? How many 5'10", running backs I've seen be healthy? So the only knock on Bryce Young is will he stay healthy or not? But in my mind, if you win a Heisman in the SEC, come on, bro. But also from Carolina's perspective, why not? You're going to sit at sit at 9 and wait and see if wh- whoever's left is Will, Level- Will Levis, Levis or Anthony Richardson, and, and we don't know what they are going to be. At least we feel confident that C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are going to have nice careers in the NFL at the, at the, at the bottom of mm. what they're capable of doing. So then you're really taking a risk. You can take a big swing here. Now you give him a couple years to develop. You continue to build the team around him. You got to take chances in the NFL, and particularly in that division. Like that's a winnable division, and it's a cost-effective chance. Correct. Lamar Jackson is a very, very, very expensive chance. Bryce Young, you got five years of him for the cheap. Right. Yeah, and, and I think like their defense is really, really strong. Mm-hmm. So now you could take uh, free agency draft picks to build for the quarterback. So that, I guess it works on both sides. I just. I like Bryce Young. He's probably my favorite quarterback um, just watching football. But then when I met him at the Super Bowl, I was, I was surprised how small he was. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, dang, he's tiny. And I think in the NFL, I think a lot of – now, I don't care about that because, right? like, I never really lift weights and all that, and I was a beast. And I think he still could be a beast. It's just that I think it what scares the owners and NFL coaches is if he does get hit, these 300 pounds lay on him. And these ain't college guys. It's just, oh, I'm just missing you. No, uh-huh. they hitting you. They laying on you. Like, how would he – you know, hold up. Because a guy like Tua is small. And then you know, every time he, he he gets hurt a lot, I'll just say that. You're not so, wrong. You're not wrong we'll about see. that. We will see. Well, we got to revisit this more when we return because this news really, it changes up the entire landscape of the rest of the offseason now that we know where that number one overall pick will land. More speak when we return. I cannot believe this trade just happened. Yes. Yo, that's wild. Dubbers. That is Dubbers. wild. 
the breaking news really of the offseason thus far. The Chicago Bears trade the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. And in exchange, they got the Panthers' number one overall pick this year. They got the 61st overall pick for this year. They get DJ Moore, a beast at the wide receiver position. They got a number one overall pick in 2024, and they got a number two overall pick in 2025, making sure I did all that right. I did. That is huge, and I mean huge news. The Bears, they're the biggest winner. Joy, let me come to you very quickly. What do you make of the trade? I love it. I love it. I love it. I've been saying they should do this from the moment that they got this pick. Mm. They need to put a team around Justin Fields. They have a young quarterback who needs help. Go get DJ Moore. You don't need to replace your quarterback. You're just going to put another young quarterback in the same situation that you're Mm -hmm. in this year. You can build around him. You gave him what he needs. He's got a legit receiving core now. DJ Moore, Mooney, and Claypool. If he can't throw the ball to this wide receiving core, you move on from him next year. And you can do that with this trade because you have a first-round pick in 2024 and a second-round pick in 2025. You can package that with your first-round pick for next year and move up in the draft and get someone else if you need to. Or you just keep building on what you have. Justin Fields is an unbelievable runner. We we were able to see that last year. We have questions about if he's able to throw the ball, but he doesn't really have a number one receiver to throw to. This is just brilliant work by the Bears. I love that they did this. You still have the number nine overall pick. You're going to get a starter at any position there. So it's great. Did the Panthers do too much? Because if you are the Carolina Panthers, they now end up in the predicament that you hate Tid for Justin Fields and you hate for quarterbacks. Mm, Good point. Now if you're the Carolina Panthers, draft Bryce Young. Who in the world is he throwing the ball to? I love the running backs. I love Deontay Foreman. I love Chuba Hubbard, both Big 12 guys. I've followed their career for the last seven years. Love the running backs. But who in the world are you throwing the ball to? Yeah, but Carolina has a relatively new owner that wants to put his whole fingerprint mm. on that organization. So this is a great situation for the, the coaching staff there and the team because he's going to have influence over this pick. He approved this trade. So they want to make a big splash. They want to brand that organization around a face, number one overall pick at quarterback position. That's the way to do it. So it, it looks better than it will be in reality, do you think, 2-5? Because they will get the quarterback. They'll get the Bryce Young. They'll get the C.J. Stroud. But at the end of the day, the Carolina Panthers aren't necessarily set up for success tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like, you, 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 you try to get your quarterback, if it's through fragency or if it's through, through trades or if it's through the draft, right? So – they're going to get their quarterback. Whoever it is, they want him. They ain't making it obvious. We want this guy. So once you get him, right, I think the last first-round draft pick they had Cam was Cam quarterback. Yep. Yeah, so you can build around a guy. I mean, I think when Cam was there, they did have some weapons around. I, I, don't, I don't love it. I can't say I don't love it because I'm in the middle because I'm like, I'm big on getting the guy, get the guy that you really want. Yeah. So they're going to get that guy. I mean, I guess it's their job to put pieces around him so you won't have a Justin Fields situation like he did with the Bears. But so we'll can, see. Why can't they bring in – Weapons and free agency. They can, but if you're but like, but like receiver, who? not only not yeah. only that, not only that, because Odell Beckham is working out right now as we speak in Arizona. Right. More importantly, though, why would you go to Carolina? <laughs> they got a new coach, and you got a quarterback that's going to be a rookie, and you don't even know if you're going to be good. Not going to have to pay your quarterback. If you're playing, I don't know. I I, I was never a high profile free point. agent. You could speak to that. They go where the money's at. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, what we've seen is if you're going to take a quarterback that high, you're, they're coming on and they're playing immediately. Of course. Yeah. And the ones that have had success have stepped into teams that are built for them to win now. Not we're going to get the quarterback and then we're going to put the pieces around them because the timeline, the patience for a guy to come along is so short. And how many guys have we seen who have stepped into bad teams or didn't have the requisite offensive line, didn't have the requisite wide receivers, 
And as a result, their confidence, their time, everything cratered. That's what concerns me about this. If you believe in Bryce Young, or you believe in C.J. Stroud, like their defense is not was was uh, bottom of the uh, bottom of the league in yardage given up, 19th, I believe, in scoring. It's not like they can live off of other parts of their team no. in order to compete. And you're doing it at a time where you're in a division that's really soft right now. It's, it's, it's very gettable, and you're basically taking yourself out of the running to win that division. But, go ahead. Sorry, that's why I like it for Carolina, because look at the quarterbacks that were deep in the postseason this year, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you've got young guys who are peaking in it very early, so you don't have to. Joe Burrow got injured his first year. Like, took obviously a massive step up his second year, but Jalen Hurts didn't. It wasn't until this year that he popped. So when you take a guy this high and you give up this much to get him, he doesn't have to be great his first year. You would love that, but he doesn't have to. You have a long runway when you take a guy this high with an owner that's obviously trying to make a splash. I get that. But those teams, Philadelphia and Cincinnati, were already built to win. All they needed was that young quarterback to come along. Good point. I mean, it's fascinating. I know this much. The Chicago Bears have definitely won. The Carolina Panthers, it's up to see what will happen there. Well, it sounds like Aaron Rodgers will not be playing in Green Bay next season. You have to hear what the Packers president just said earlier today. That's next on Speed. It's been a crazy show. It gets even crazier. Packers president Mark Murphy, he literally just said about Aaron Rodgers, very few players play for only one team. Brett had a good career. Aaron had a good career here. Close quote. Joy, it sounds like it's all but done. What do you make of that? Had? Had. Past tense? Using past tense, Mark Murphy? I mean, I think the writing's on the wall. Mm. (laughs) That's big What's his nickname going to be? It can't be Broadway Joe. (laughs) <laughs> right, Rogers, what is it? Some <sighs> big Apple Aaron. Yeah, yeah, I like Big, big Apple Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, though. You, are we reading too much into it, though, Shane? Nah, what? Man, you heard what he said. What? what? Hey, yeah, he had a Come great on. career, man. He had a great career here. We loved him. Yeah. He won a Super Bowl here. We, enjoy, we thank him for it. Wow. Brett Favre went to New York. Aaron. Going to New York, that's how I read that. Dang, yo. But, but uh, Slick, are we overanalyzing this? No, Everybody calm what? down. That's a grown man. He what? said what No, no, no. What, why, why are you yes. trying to pull it back? Like, what, what are we missing? Okay. What are we missing? I, I, I've lived a good life in L.A. Okay. I've had a good, I've had a good day here. Yes. We've had a good show here. Yes. Does that mean it's over? When in this what? context, nah. no, you're not saying no. it like, okay, hey, guys, we had a good show today. But if, but, but if the yeah. boss said it, I'll if, try to great time. The boss, if the boss, yeah. Exactly. If the boss said, hey, you know, we loved him. Speak was, like, speak was a good show. Yeah. yeah. So he gone? It gone. That's crazy. He gone. We got, well, don't let the door hit you on the way out. He's going to a better team, though. We'll say that. I know y'all you two don't think so. Apple He's going to a better team. Left side of the table, right side of the table. Yeah, that's not good enough. Uh, uh, Maybe uh, like Fifth Street Aaron, though. You guys are worried about nicknames. <laughs> we got to figure it out. You know what? The Post going to let us know. I know that. <laughs> yeah, that's it for us. Big East Tournament. It is next. We'll see you all next week. Dang. A-Rod's 